superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is the Rich Eisen show. Throws the fade, back shoulder. Cooper Cup's got it. Here comes Donald, and he spins Burrow around, and then tried to throw it away. Rings for the Rams, a Lombardi Trophy for Los Angeles. A dream this in this life. It's surreal. Look at this. World champs, baby. From the Rich Eisen show studio in Los Angeles. Today's guests: Super Bowl champion quarterback Trent Dilfer, plus. Super Bowl 56 recap and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Well, hey everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show from Los Angeles, California, home to Super Bowl 56 and home to the Super Bowl 56 champion Los Angeles Rams. I am your humble host here on the program um, absolutely thrilled to be here on NBC Sports on Peacock, NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM Channel 85. This terrestrial radio affiliate smart enough to have us coast to coast and also those who might be taking us in in their ear gates on Odyssey. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial to talk about the Super Bowl. We say hello to those listening to us whenever they darn please because it's your right <laughs> on our podcast, Cumulus Podcast Network, and our YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen show viewers we appreciate you doing all of that good stuff good to see you over there chris brockman good to see you rich dj mikey d is in d's nuts good to see you were you at the game yesterday did you go yes you did go very good right before the final drive oh i got out if they if they'd come back i would have been very upset we got to get into that Uh, good good to see you tj jefferson how are you sir good to see you Everyone, I think about 30 and over is probably real sore from that halftime Ooh. show because they were doing dances that they probably haven't tried since the early 2000s. Well, That's there was a, there was a lot. I was in the stands. There, I was in the stands. Uh, it, it played very well in the in the uh, in the stadium, and uh, we'll talk about that over this three-hour edition of the Rich Eisen Show. That'll be coming up um, uh, throughout our day. And um, I do want to just say, to start this program, congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams and everybody here in Los Angeles who got awakened to the fact that the Lakers didn't make a deadline day trade and actually started paying attention to football over the last 72 hours and got to see the Los Angeles Rams win this football game. So um, the L.A. Rams, as it always usually does, it comes down to this, making moves. Making moves to say what's already been done here isn't enough, even though this was our blueprint. 
and they changed it up. Boy, howdy, did they change it up. They changed it up. It was over a year ago, right at this time, when they decided to go get Matthew Stafford, when it was made, made, made known to them that he was available. And they changed it up, and Matthew Stafford decided to say, I want out in Detroit, and that's the beginning of it. Yeah, they also had drafted Aaron Donald beforehand and traded for Jalen Ramsey and got Andrew Whitworth from the Cincinnati Bengals and convinced him or he didn't need much convincing to stick around. And they made all these moves. They did draft Cooper Cup. They did have Robert Woods already in the uh, in the shoot and so many others, Leonard Floyd. But Matthew Stafford and all the questions about this guy, is it him? Is it Detroit? Is it a combination of the two? And right now, Matthew Stafford is a Super Bowl champion. Yep. These are facts. Yeah, man. Matthew Stafford's a Super Bowl champion. Odell Beckham's a Super Bowl champion. Jalen Ramsey's a Super Bowl champion. Aaron Donald is a Super Bowl champion. Number nine in your program now for the Los Angeles Rams and number one in the hearts of so many in the state of Texas where he grew up in Georgia, where he went to school, where he was the first overall pick, and it's also in Detroit. Now he is a Super Bowl champion because he, in a game where his weapons were less than the ones that he came into the game with because he took the field with six minutes and change left, needing to go 78 yards from his own 22-yard line and needing to get down the field against a defense that was playing lights out. A Bengals defense that took the running game straight out, and that's the way the Rams make hay through their run game. Not just because they can run it well, but because the threat of the run leads to the play action and all of what McVay and now the new coach of the Minnesota Vikings, Kevin O'Connell, does. They make all of their hay off that play action, and the Bengals took it straight out, and it looked like Odell Beckham Jr. was having a huge night in front of him. Huge night in front of him. And then his ACL goes again, and out goes Odell Beckham who had already scored a touchdown, and Cooper Cup had already scored a touchdown. And after that momentum switched, Joe Burrow and the Bengals came out of halftime and lit it up. By the way, there was a lot of lighting up during halftime as well, but they they lit it up. They they lit it up. (laughs) They lit it up. (laughs) on a 75-yard touchdown to start the second half. And I understand what happened to Jalen Ramsey in his face mask, but it was allowed to stand. And it was allowed to stand, and T. Higgins goes in the end zone and touchdown. Suddenly, the Rams are down. Then an interception because the receiver that replaced Odell Beckham Jr. had one go off his hands. And to me... Those were the two momentum shifts in this game. One of them being Odell Beckham going out and then the other one being Aaron Donald starting to make his presence felt. After that interception, okay, after that interception that 
gave all the momentum to Cincinnati. The guy who finally ended the Bengals' opportunity to make it a two-score game and kept it a one-score game and forcing a field goal was Aaron Donald. Sacked Joe Burrow, took him straight down, and kept it a one-score game. And then Stafford and the offense kept getting better field position but couldn't do anything with it. Two straight possessions from midfield, nothing. And the Rams got one more shot at it, still being a one-score game, or at least a one-score game in which a touchdown would win the game for them. Because Tyler Boyd dropped one for the first time all year. Forcing the Bengals to punt. Rams get the ball back, and it's in Stafford's hands. And there was a fourth and short shortly after that, and the whole stadium went silent. Guys, as you know, that's a very loud stadium. The Who's House, Rams House stuff, and all that business. And the Bengals fans were just lit up. They were so excited. Their team was up in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl and looked like this was it because the Rams offense wasn't doing jack on top of squat. Cooper Cup comes around the end, gets that first down. And then Stafford starts connecting with Cooper Cup, which is a good thing because the Cup to Stafford connection isn't as good. (laughs) And Cup starts catching footballs, including one over the middle. Stafford threw a dart that went over outstretched arms into the hands of Cup while he was he wasn't he threw it to a spot Cup was going to and threw it past a whole bunch of Bengals to get it there. And then as we all know, eventually found Cup in the end zone after a flag fest hit. And I'll hit that later on. I would just want to talk about this moment because I thought those flags were warranted inside the red zone, even though a lot was let go throughout the entire game, including, by the way, the mugging of offensive pass interference on Jalen Ramsey. But Stafford finds Cup in the end zone. And that's what we're talking about, about the Super Bowl. When the game is on the line, you need your playmakers to do it. And even though Cup was getting shut down and the running game was getting shut down, Stafford kept finding Cup when the chips were down. And that's the way legacies are born. And that's the way guys who are filling the stat sheet in regular seasons in Detroit Lion Purgatory go somewhere else, get an opportunity amongst others in a team and an organization better equipped for you. And that's the way you get a ring and put yourself right there to say, I'm a pro football Hall of Famer, which I believe Matthew Stafford officially became last night. Obviously, we'll hear it eventually at some point, the yay or nay. And Kurt Warner took a few cracks at it to finally get in even though he took another downtrodden team to the Super Bowl because the Rams were his first downtrodden team he took to the Super Bowl. But you'll hear it one day. And certainly if Stafford wins another, that would be what we call a lock. But legacies are made. McVay has a ring. Odell has a ring. And guess who else has that ring? Aaron freaking Donald. 
monster. Now, Aaron Donald sometimes doesn't get the sack and others get the sack, but you could say that's the guy who gets the sack. <laughs> but Aaron Donald, to me, what he does for this team and what he does for this team to jolt everybody is incalculable sometimes. When this game really started turning last night, certainly in the stadium last night, this game started turning after Odell went out and then the momentum switched and then Higgins scores and the Bengals are winning and then the Rams throw an interception and Donald then gets a sack to keep it just a one possession game. And before all that, Joe Burrow is running for the sideline, and he absolutely lights Joe Burrow up. Honestly, almost took one of his, you know, one of his lives kinda, away. I, I mean, I actually thought he went a little easy on him, just giving him a two-hand shove. Like to me, he could have hit him way harder. He, he hit him legally, legally, and it created a hole to yeah. do on the sideline yeah. that is, um, you know, not his fault. No, both of but Joe Burrow's feet were inbounds, totally he, legal. Hit. And he kind of just hit him really hard. But when Aaron Donald hits you really hard, it's like you, you go know, really an, far. It's like an Avenger hitting yeah. you really hard. Yeah. He's like a superhero. He's the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he is. He's the Hulk. He's the Hulk and the thing combined. Yeah. You know, I he's mean, the he's unbelievable. He's the Thulk, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Or the Hing. The Hing. You know, it's just, yeah. it's unbelievable what he does and then he's the one if you remember who went lights out and beat Arizona in the regular season when the Rams needed it to start taking over the division which they eventually won Kyler Murray was like no thanks that was the (laughs) end of it and he called ball game last night because again years from now the narrative will be Stafford won the game. Cup won the game. No, well, you know. Wait a second. The same way that Santonio Holmes, when he dotted the end zone, Kurt Warner got the ball back. Okay. Kurt Warner got the ball back and had a shot. When the ball went through Buckner's legs, it didn't end the World Series. There was a game seven. Yeah, that was game six. You know what I mean? Like when Bartman reached out for the ball, like, you know, so on and so forth. Right. You know. Burrow still had a shot, and when he found Jamar Chase for the first snap, and he was running free, I thought he was gone. For a second, you and then you saw finally Rams surrounded him and and kept him from scoring. But it was still a fifteen yard gain. And and interestingly enough, on the final play of that possession, which essentially ended the Super Bowl. Jamar Chase was open. Wide. And Ramsey fell down. <laughs> Wide. And that would have been ball game for the Bengals. And my entire open would have been Joe Burrow's legacy is now born and delivered to Cincinnati. And we would be talking about one of the greatest plays and comebacks in the history of the Super Bowl. But he didn't have enough time. Yeah. Yeah. Because 99 called ball game. Yeah. 
Donald bull rushed and said, this is it. Yeah. This day has been long enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go home. It's here. over. I'm ready to go home. I am dog. done with this. We kept hitting this guy over and over again, and he's still alive like the Godfather. He's taken so many shots, and he's still alive. And he's still got a shot here on fourth and short from midfield, and they've got this kicker who could probably hit it from here because he's so locked in. And I don't want to play overtime and maybe lose a coin toss, and I don't want to play it. I'm calling game. It's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he puts Burrow down, and Chase could be as wide open as he needs to be. Doesn't matter. And he does the Burrow thing, which is put this ring on my finger. And they had him on that Oculus above the field in, inside SoFi at that very moment, and the place went nuts because that was the end of Super Bowl 56. And I thought Aaron Donald was going to be the MVP. I understand why Cup got it. I totally get it. But when chips were down, man, when Odell's out and Cup did what he did, I totally get why he would get it. But when chips were down as well, the fact that Stafford and this offense had a chance to win it, not just tie it, but a chance to win it, and the fact that they had a chance to win it at all because the Bengals had all the momentum after all the smoke cleared from halftime mm-hmm. is because Aaron Donald started making some serious plays and knocked Burrow on his ass in between the hashes and just before he went out of bounds and started setting tones. And the number of times that Stafford kept on misfiring with that offense from outstanding field position. You know, it's because Donald did what he did. Along with the rest of that defense. And I thought, I thought that that merited consideration for, for MVP and, you know, and then there's now retirement talk about him. Yeah, where did that come from? Yeah, right? I don't know. And that's one of the things I want to hit here on this show. But uh, before I take a break, what did you want to say there? I was going to say, you know, when you talked about that scuffle after he pushed Burrow out and the whole, you know, the benches kind of cleared. My yeah. favorite part of that was the refs let it go. There were no flags whatsoever thrown in that entire mess oh, that I was know. happening because so, it was totally legal yeah so i mean but normally you you would have expected yeah. someone would have got but they let yeah. them kind of sort it out and and it's funny there were no penalties in the third quarter maybe like two going into the half which is why they, bengals fans were like why really we're, choked we're, on the whistle why are all the flags coming now that in, that the rams are inside the the 10 yard line yeah. with yeah. the game on the line but that that's it's moved because, after they you know didn't call the well i mean and, and i want to i want to hit on all that uh on this program uh, Trent Dilfer is going to be joining us. He is now uh, one of 34 different quarterbacks to have won a Super Bowl. Stafford becoming the 34th mm. different quarterback to win a Super Bowl. He won Super Bowl 35 with the Ravens. And um, I can't wait to dive into his fertile football mind about what he thought about last night and everything about what the Rams and the Bengals did for all of us for our our entertainment. What an entertaining game that was. It, was it kind of felt like, you know, a, a prize fight 
where the first few rounds they were feeling each other out. Then after halftime, haymakers start getting thrown. And it wasn't a high-scoring affair. It was just a, a, a tight, intense affair, to say the least. And, um, and I, I, I can't wait to hear what Trent Dilfer has to say. There's you as well, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. When we come back, I want to have a message for Bengals fans. Uh, one that I, I think you'll like and one that you might not want to hear, to be very honest with you. Uh, Aaron Donald thinking of retiring. I want to touch upon that. The Kyler Murray and Arizona Cardinals relationship like has keeps taking on turns that, that uh, are um, not good, <laughs> Bob. Yeah. And so um, we'll hit that. Overreaction Monday. Um, I watched the game in the stadium. I need you guys to tell me about some of these commercials. Mm-hmm. Then we'll talk about halftime yep. as well. Yeah. There's a halftime conversation still to come here on the program. Um, and uh, and then, as I said, there's you at 844-204-RICH. Number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't you go anywhere. But before we, we take off, I want to tell you about my friends at Callaway Chrome Soft. Callaway engineered Chrome Soft to be the best tour ball. It didn't just make the best players better. It made everyone better, including people like me. When I tee up a Chrome Soft, I know how it's going to have a different feel. It's a regular Chrome Soft, yeah, but it's designed for the widest range of golfers who have a better, want a better feel, and I'm actually one of them. More distance, incredible forgiveness, but for better players looking for more workability, there's Chrome Soft X. Excellent spin consistency and tour level short game control. Finally, this Chrome Soft XLS that gives you a lower spin golf ball on longer shots, firmer feel, but still with high spin around the greens. Every Chrome Soft is enhanced now with precision technology that uses design techniques and manufacturing specifications up to one one thousandth of an inch. This ensures they're the highest quality, most consistent, fastest golf balls possible. So when you add it all up, it's really simple. Chrome Soft is better for the best and better for everyone. Find out which Chrome Soft is right for you at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Bengals fans, this next segment's for you. But Rams fans, yes, it's the champ's house. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. 
improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, uh, it's what a remarkable week it was for all of us here. We had a great time, right? And um, yeah. I, I was back home in my house by eight o'clock at night, which has never happened in my 19 years of covering Super Bowls ever. You know, normally I'm on a flight or yeah. getting ready to go on a flight or packing up to get an early morning flight. Or I was going to a home. party, Rich. Come on. Now. No, 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 no. I'm a, I'm a professional because you want me back here, right? You guys want me back oh, here. We need you back. Thank we need, you. We I appreciate need you that. Back. But and, and then um, you know, going with uh, Susie brought uh, our two boys. We left Taylor at home. Um, and, uh, you know, um, uh, on top of all of it, uh, it's been just an interesting week of parenting. You know, I've been around, yep. <laughs> you know, normally dad just FaceTimes for, you know, 90 seconds, two minutes before the kids run away. Yeah. Like once or twice you a day, know, you're like, Hey, that's checking it. In. Hey, just checking in. But now I'm like parenting. I got, a, I got stuff going on. It's been exhausting. And so I'm like thinking to myself all week long, like, man, this whole parenting Super Bowl thing is just, it's, it, it can wear on you. Then you see the actual Super Bowl winning quarterback with his toddler children on the podium last night as he's dealing with the media. Um, you know, that last drive was a special drive, one I'll never forget. Um, just so many great plays by so many great players, and um, that's a little scary. Um, stay right here. Don't move. Don't move. Um, just, just so happy to get it done, and um, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we got to have this one more time. Okay, so there's twin girls on his lap. I believe they're four or they're five. five. They're five years old. Yeah, they have twin girls. Hunter is three. Okay. And the littlest one is two, yeah, Tyler. Right. I, I'm imagining Tyler's not there. Tyler's not so, there. Okay. That's three on the left. Yeah, it was at the edge of a podium that's right. probably a nice huge drop mm-hmm. on the other side. And then to just roll that book one more time, if you don't mind, Hoskins, <laughs> because the young lady, uh, the young girl, uh, twin girl on the on his left knee is reaching for the Gatorade bottle that's there just for, just for show. show. <laughs> yeah, right. You're not like, drinking it's not there it. to drink it. Right. It's there for show because they have paid a ton of money for that to not be drank. Okay, here we go. I'll never forget. So, um, just so many great plays. By one so girl many reaches players, for it. And, um, oh. That's a little scary. Um, <laughs> stay right here. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Um, you see how quick just at, how quickly so he went to dad mode? And, uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. See, he he her can't up. pay attention to his answer. So somebody <laughs> just finally pulls the Gatorade and it's just, oh, there we go. She's taking it. There there's somebody, <laughs> somebody, there's somebody's hand. holding her. Yeah. yeah, there's a hand on the left yeah. side. To making sure she doesn't fall. <laughs> and here I am, like, I got to do all this television and then parent kids. <laughs> I like how quickly. He's like, he can't even focus on his answer. I like how quickly enough. he got serious. Yeah, like, man. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, well, you oh, can, hey, that's hey, a little scary. Hey, don't do that. Hey, hey, sit, sit tight. And just once again. I love it. Awesome. Winning Super Bowls and all that stuff. You, you don't come for the best dad ever, son. Okay? You got <laughs> he's, enough, man. He's coming, man. I mean, come on. Rich has to accept a challenge. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show <laughs> Terrestrial Radio Outfit. You know? Rich, are you going to take challengers for that time? What's the best dad ever? I mean, WrestleMania is coming up, man, and you haven't defended yeah, your showed, crown. We just showed Matthew Stafford. Uh, Money you in know, the bag. Right? Answering <laughs> questions with his children <laughs> on his lap, his toddler children on his lap. Amazing. 
And then just a magical hand of somebody underneath the podium, like messing with the Gatorade bottle that the kids wanted. <laughs> My God, could you imagine if they put Skittles up there? It would be lights out. <laughs> well, Marshawn would be bedlam. It would be total bedlam. Total bedlam. We were just talking MVP, Rich. I put up a quick poll. Who do you think should have been MVP? Donald Cupper Stafford. At okay. Rich at Rich Eisen Show. I'll, I'll hit that with a, with a little bit of fun. Give us a call. See okay. if they got it right. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Okay, Bengals fans. Um, there were more Bengals fans in the stands yesterday than Rams fans. I heard that. Without really? question. I heard that. Yeah. Without a doubt. You want to put a number on it? 60-40? I, I would go 60-40. Okay. If you want to be um, you know, even more generous, 65-35. Okay. Really? Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, up, man. because, you know, um, it's still, again, the I know a handful of Rams fans who um, stuck with the team in St. Louis. And I know a handful of Rams fans who said, I'm done with them when they left for St. Louis. And, I, I you know, I, I'm not really into them coming back. And then there's a bunch of fans who are like, okay, I'll, I'll start rooting for the, the team that's now got the LA on there. Yeah. yeah, you know, and they're building. They are literally building. They literally built a new building in that building. Yeah. And Bengals fans have been waiting since 1988. They've it been around sense. since forever. And, and, and if you're sitting there in Ohio and you've been waiting for your Bengals to make a Super Bowl and the Super Bowl is in a spot where it's on occasion, like yesterday, 85 degrees. And a weekend, I mean, it was a Gorgeous. hot summer day, and it was a total Southern California day. The whole week. It was like, you know, the tourism board couldn't have dialed it up any better <laughs> than this. And Bengals fans came en masse, and they were psyched. They were fired up. They were up by 7 after being down by 10, and they were up by 7 after being down by 10 two minutes after halftime. After sitting through that whole halftime, which was still, I shouldn't say sitting that, dancing through that halftime because the place was jumping. And and so um, they thought this was it. But they also know when that trap door is going to open. And they started seeing all these flags. I want to start with this first because I know Bengals fans won't want to hear this. And my timeline was lit up with Rich won't talk about the flags because he's an NFL guy. Okay. <laughs> I talk about flags all the time. I've changed rules, folks, all right? Rules that stink, like tuck rules and catch rules. I do my best. I will call out officials when they blow it any single time, and they blew it. You know when they blew it? They totally blew it by not disallowing the touchdown that started the second half. In the history of the Super Bowl, in the history of all 56 of these grand games, there has never been a half, either one, first or second, ever, that has started with a snap from scrimmage. First snap from scrimmage with a touchdown. It's never happened. Last night, first time. One snap, 75 yards. He gone. And the reason why Higgins was gone is because he, you know, <laughs> turned Jalen Ramsey's face mask so hard it looked like an exorcism. And I, I, the play went straight away from me. I was in the, uh, the end zone that had, had Rams on it. Saw it straight there. Couldn't believe it. As Higgins grabbed it and ran for the end zone, Ramsey stood there after getting up because he was thrown to the ground. He stood up there get, getting up, and he stood there kind of like looking around to say, really? 
It was the international simple. Like, he didn't have his arms outstretched screaming and yelling. It was as simple as looking around and saying, really? Like, Honestly, he was kind of like John Travolta, yeah, you know, like, in, in uh, Pulp Fiction. Like, really? Anybody? We're, we're really not calling that? Yeah, like, people. So, Bengals happened? fans who think that the end of the game was flag happy all of a sudden, um, you shouldn't have the touchdown to start the second half. That's simple. Shouldn't have the touchdown to start the second half. And so, if you think they blew it at the end of the game, well, guess what Rams fans kind of think about that one. And then I thought the penalties towards the end of the game were warranted. I mean, the cup hold on third down was um, absolutely a hold. Yeah, before he had his hands around his waist. And, um, and I do agree though, that the play should have been blown dead because it was a false start on third down. I mean, all four guys other than the center took a step back and then the ball came towards Stafford's way. That was a blown call, too. So the refs blew that. Um, Cup getting blown up in the back of the end zone like that? Helmet to helmet. I mean, that's an easy call. That is an easy call right there. The two plays before the third down holding, I thought Cup got held even worse. It seemed like it was kind of a makeup, but... They, it definitely they, was a penalty. I, I mean, it was, it was Cup just doing what he had to do, man, and doing it well. Yeah, he was amazing on the final drive. I mean, that was he was unguardable. He became unguardable in the moment where the Bengals had to guard him most. So yeah, Bengals fans, I, I thought the officiating was proper towards the end of the game with the exception of missing that false start, should have been third down and goal from further back. Now, that would have been a different result potentially, or the fact that you couldn't guard Cup anyway. But um, but you shouldn't have been leading 10 seconds after halftime. I mean, I, I don't know how you missed that. It would, Ronald Torbert, after the game, said it, it was not enough of a, of a penalty, or it was not enough to... To uh, change the way the play was, or something like that, uh, not of contact. I mean, you damn near ripped the, the the face mask off his helmet. So that's my take on the officiating. Now on the Bengals, I'm walking out of the stadium last night, and a Bengals fan comes right up next to me, and he is just absolutely. Miserable. He says to me, Rich, I can't believe it happened again. And again, this is somebody who's looked like my age, which means he would definitely remember John Taylor, you know, beating the Bengals with 34 seconds to go for the 49ers. And they're in the last time that these uh, Bengals had made the best time the Bengals had made the Super Bowl. And I told him <clears throat> the following, and I'll tell Bengals fans the following. You got the quarterback. That is literally 95% of the game. <laughs> You got the quarterback. Yeah, no doubt. You got your guy. Your guy's a unicorn. Your guy just needs to be protected. Your guy didn't make it through year one because he wasn't protected. He was getting, before he got hurt last year, remember what Burrow was getting his ass beat over and over and over again and kept on ticking. And that was when the narrative that you're hearing so much 
towards the end of the regular season and throughout the playoffs about how Burrow keeps taking hits and he's just so cool and he doesn't bark at anybody, doesn't let anything bother him, and he doesn't point fingers and he's just chill and then just an assassin, cold-blooded assassin who shows up in, you know, zebra suits and Heisenberg hats, the Super Bowls that he's led you to because exactly what I talked about. Chill, cool, assassin, and everybody feeds off his ice in veins. And then, of course, they want the ice on the finger. And I think you're going to get it one day. I really believe it. I really believe it. Just protect him. Honestly. It's amazing. Second straight year that we have seen a Super Bowl in which we saw a team win it. After having seven wins around Thanksgiving. Remember? Thanksgiving weekend was the year last year was the time when the Bucks fell to seven and five. Right. Losing to the Chiefs. This year, it was the Titans coming in and just beating the, beating the tar out of the Rams. They go to seven and four. And you're wondering, oh, what, what's going to happen here? And second time in a row, the team that won the Super Bowl wins it in their home turf and gets that opportunity because the quarterback, who'd been in his spot forever, says, I want to try it a different way. You know, my brand is this team, this organization, this town. Uh, I think it's time for something else. And the second year in a row, the loser of the Super Bowl has to look in the mirror and say, we have a crown jewel that is getting beat up and is running for his life. Yeah. And the Chiefs just went right at it. Yeah. Right at the problem. Yeah, threw tons of money. And drafted Creed Humphrey at the center. Yep. And Chiefs didn't make the Super Bowl this year. Yes. Because, you know, the Bengals did beat him. Sure. I think it's the same thing. Now, you know, the Chiefs may have better weapons at Mahomes' disposal than the ones that the Bengals have for Chase. I mean, with with Chase for Burrow, but it's not too far off. Not that far off. I mean, I'd take Mixon over the running backs that the Chiefs have, although Mixon wasn't on the field at the end of the game. Which was weird. And, you know, Chase and, and Hill, are you, you know, I mean... It's, I know it's kind of heresy here, but the Chase is a rookie, and that's the only reason why I'm not sitting here saying that Chase isn't a playmaker on the level of Hill, or you could easily, easily say that anyway, right? I mean, Chase t- touches the ball, he could go to the house. No, tight end is not even a, It's not even in the tight same universe. Tight end's not close, but right. Higgins and Boyd, I mean, Boyd dropped the one last night, but yeah. that was his like first drop all year. Chiefs are talking all the time about who's number two over there, and number two is Kelsey. Or you could even say number one's Kelsey, number two is Hill. Right. But two in the wide receiver, a wide receiver two. They hit, don't have one. Hit the line. Hit it hard. And defensive backs. Well, you could say that, I think, about all 32 teams, right? Probably, but just we're talking about the Bengals. Hit it. Hit it. Remember what the, uh, the um, new regime in Indianapolis did with Luck? Well, Luck said, I'm out anyway, but just hit it. Protect the crown jewel. Because he's that. I, I, 
I'm obviously going on much longer than the guy who came up to me after the game because, you know, we're, we, you, 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 we, we walk fast, get to a car in Los Angeles. Not as fast as Del Tufo, no. like, leaving the game early. No, yeah. Mike, okay, geez. but, um, you know. I, uh, thought, I knew the Rams were going to win. Got it. Is there, is there any? But, but, but I, I, I told the guy, I said to him, it's 95%. Like, it, 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 I'm telling you this percentage here. I just told the guy, you got, the, you got your guy. I told him, I'm a Jet fan. Do I think Zach Wilson's going to have my team in Arizona? You know? I, I hope you're, you're my inspiration. I didn't go, you know, full pizza terror on him. But, you know, I, 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 told, him, I told him. I told him. Brother's wedding You've, you've got your guy. You've got, I mean, that's it. How many teams are looking for their guy or think they've got their guy or hope they've got their guy? I mean, it's a different tier level. And I'm going to hit that later on this week when we start turning pages towards the next part of our, our uh, football calendar. But you either have the guy, think you've got the guy. Boy, do we need the guy. And they know they've got the guy. That's it in the NFL. And surround them, and they've got what? Like 90 million gajillion dollars in cap space, and they've built this team very well. They've got a coach who knows what to do with it. Bengals fans, I know you're down and you're feeling really low today, but I think the future's bright. So bright, you got to wear shades of different colors and different varieties, and just like because your quarterback's leading the way. Bengals have the third most cap space. Like, I mean, there you have it. Is that the most depressing walk? The my team lost the Super Bowl. Now I got to get home. Walk. Oh. Um, we were talking about it. Uh, your your to the uh, gent to the couch to your right last night. My nephew Jack, who's right there on the program, we were talking about it as well. Jack he, Schuster, the pipeline. Jack Schuster. We were talking about we were talking about this. My nephew um, that. Losing the Super Bowl, that walk, that walk is it, it's. It, I wouldn't say of shame. I know you you're you're in college right now, so. Um, but wow. you know, no, he's got a, a lovely girlfriend for 16 months, so he hasn't yeah. taken that walk in some time. But it it, it, it is <laughs> yeah. if it ever. No, no, I'm just. I spit truth from this microphone. I spit hot fire. His no, face but, is his color of his shoe. But but we were talking about it, and he's like. Going to a Super Bowl, what it's kind of like a, a double-edged sword. If you win, your team wins. Oh, it's the greatest. You were greatest there. Ever. We were there. You got all photos. the money you spent. Who cares? Right. Cry you me a river. No, 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 but if you, but if you, you lose, too. if you lose, talking about? If six, you, six Super Bowls over there, and the only one uh, I've been to, they lost. <laughs> no, his, his his dad, his dad went to the one in Indianapolis where they lost in Mario Manningham and. And and so yeah, I know that they've got a lot of yachts to water yeah, ski I mean, behind. I feel bad for but, them. Rich. But in the moment when you've traveled, yeah, all the money you, you spent the, on tickets, tickets, hotel, and hotel, yeah, and whatever, and just to get, just to have a front row seat to the misery, Ugh. it is a terrible it walk. It's a brutal walk. It's tough. Certainly, if you know your parking pass isn't as good as mine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. But yes. Tough walk. Short answer is this is we've had this conversation. Tough walk. All right. We'll take a break. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. More of your phone calls. Uh, When we come back, more on this year's Super Bowl 
And uh, and that that halftime was amazing. We'll hit a little bit of that coming up. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Now is time for the Verizon 5G Ultra Countdown of game-changing plays from the big game in SoFi. Number five is Odell Beckham Jr. opening the scoring, a 17-yard touchdown reception in the back of the end zone that just lit the whole place up, and Odell scoring a touchdown in the Super Bowl was just, oh, is that right, over there? Okay, Uh, just to see him just to see him scoring in a Super Bowl was just dynamite. And it's just career capping for him in so many different ways. And I hope he's okay because he was having a huge night before his knee was gave way. Number four was the uh, the Bengals getting on the board with a touchdown. What were what were the odds that the first touchdown pass thrown by a Bengal last night named Joe would be Mixon instead of Burrow? Astronomical first running back to throw a touchdown in the Super Bowl since Leonard McCutcheon did it for the Rams against the Steelers in the last time the Rams played a Super Bowl in Los Angeles in the Rose Bowl in 1980. Number three was T. Higgins, that 75-yarder that opened the second half. First time ever a half, first or second, opened with a snap from scrimmage that was a touchdown. That's never happened, and obviously Rams fans say it shouldn't have happened because he threw Jalen Ramsey down, but it did, and it gave the Bengals the lead. Number two was Cup capping that 15-play, 79-yard drive, I guess is the official total. I thought it was 78. They announced in the stadium he started from the 22. But anyway, that go-ahead one-yard score over Eli Apple, Buckeye, getting one thrown over him to Cup, that put the Rams on top. And then Aaron Donald calling game has to be number one, just wrapping it up taking down Joe Burrow, same way that he blew up a play in the NFC Championship game on Jimmy Garoppolo, same way that he called game against Arizona in the regular season to help them win a division title. Aaron Donald, number number 99 in your program, putting one of his nines next to Burrow's, essentially, uh, and hectoring him all night. That was the number one game-changing play because it ended the game, essentially. By the way, Chase opened down the sideline because... Ramsey had fallen down just as Burrow was trying to get the ball out of his hands. Didn't have enough time. And that is your Verizon 5G Ultra countdown. Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. There you go. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I don't know if Joe said, but did he he say that he was trying to get the ball to chase on that play? I don't know. He was just trying to get it out of his hands because he knew it was over. 
He knew this thing was done. I'm just saying, like, as he stepped up in the pocket, I wonder if he said that. He might have seen him. He uh, saw I don't know. Chase and was trying to get it out. I, I don't. I, he I might have seen him. He might have. But it didn't matter because yeah, uh, Donald called game and put a ring on his finger and the rest of his mates. So that's right here on the Rich Eisen Show on Peacock. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show on our terrestrial radio outfit, making us all one big happy family. Let's go to the phone lines here. Uh, Jason in Phoenix, Arizona, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's going on, Jason? Uh, hey, Rich. Uh, I was just wanting to uh, just put a little more focus on Stafford. Go for it. And um, just kind of, you know, I want to give him his powers, but it seems like people are trying to take him away already and like saying he had like an all-star team and this and that, but... If you really look at it, they had no running game whatsoever to speak of. And then after OBJ went down, they had just Cooper Cup, and that was it. And he put the team on his shoulders, and they're trying to kill him for these interceptions. That wasn't his fault. That The guy handed him the, the, other, the defender the ball, and he overcame it all again. And he's a superhero, man, and he's just great. He just, he deserves all the credit. And, and I just don't like the fact that people are trying to take things away. And who had an all-star team? Tom Brady had an all-star team last year. Did he get take credit taken away from him? Who's taking credit that. away from Stafford? I don't know who those people are. Yeah, well, yeah, I know a lot of them. I mean, okay. Detroit fans. Send them your my, way. My, my Detroit fans from Detroit from fans. Really? I would think Detroit fans would be happy for him. Hey, if there's we any, are. a lot of us are, I'm from Michigan. So okay. a lot of us are, but we got the detractors. And I used to be one of them that used to say Stafford wasn't that guy. And I admitted I was wrong already this year, but we still got people that are trying to say, well, he had an all-star team and this and that. And But mm-hmm. I think he was the MVP, in my own opinion. But either way, it, he, he proved himself beyond any shadow of a doubt that he was that guy and Detroit was wrong the entire time. It, he, he wasn't the problem. Detroit was the problem. And it is what it is, but either way, you know, he does. He deserves more credit than I think he's getting at this point. That's just me. Appreciate the call. Thanks very much. And any Lions fans out there that thinks that Stafford um, is anything but a first-rate, first-class individual that did his best with what he had. Um, I I don't understand that. Yeah, I'm not kidding. When I, I'm not all. kidding when I say this. Detroit should throw a parade for Matthew Stafford. <laughs> Remember when Ray Bork went to the Avalanche and finally won a Stanley Cup? In Boston. He had a parade in Boston because of his longevity there and coming so close and not getting it. Honestly, they should declare a national Matthew Stafford day in the city of Detroit, give him the key to the city, yeah. and throw a parade. I, I'm not kidding. They should be so happy for him. Right I, I mean, just think about it. Because it takes... I, I know so many sports fans... When they talk about sports, just think this guy should get fired. This guy stinks. This guy should get cut. This guy should this. That guy should that. Well, it's fun. No, it's fun. I know that. I, I know that. But there is a huge human element to yeah, this. Of course. In the same way that, you know, we'll be talking later on about Aaron Donald. Like, why would he retire? Because we have no idea what it goes into being that guy. We have no idea. We just think he wakes up, he's Aaron Donald. He's going to go destroy somebody's dreams and wreck a game. Like, that's what he's going to do. But we also don't know what it takes about what he puts in his body and the discipline that it takes to, you know, avoid something. I'm sure he wants to sneak just as much as anybody else. You know, and working out, focusing, getting in the room, uh, film room, all of that stuff. So 
But it had to have taken a monumental effort for Stafford and his wife to sit down together and say, we, we, we don't want to be here anymore in Michigan, in the state of Michigan, where he, he made his home. They made his home. That's where his children were born. You know what I mean? Like, and so it really does take an effort to sit down an emotional reckoning. But fans are like, oh, of course he's going to do that. Lions stink. Lions couldn't do anything for him. Well, you want to do it for the Lions because this is the team that you were drafted by and you want to be that first. You want to be the culture changer. You want to be Burrow for that franchise. You want to be the guy to be known. We, you, you took the franchise that had never done it and put on the show. You want to be Kurt Warner. Did it twice. One time he brought home a ring. The other time he couldn't. That's what you want to be, certainly for Detroit and Stafford, for him to make that reckoning and choice to say, I'm going to go in, I'm going to ask out. Had to be something else. And then for the Rams to make the choice of, we have a guy here that we put a ton of capital in to go draft. We then put literal capital on the table. We gave him his second contract because he made a Super Bowl. And then whatever happened, we still don't know. I don't know if we will ever know. But something happened with him and McVay or him and the Rams or him and the team or just himself with his skill set where the Rams just at some point, whether it was in a game or a series of games or a series of practices, that's the way these things go. Quiet moment, you know, Les Need and McVay. And again, I have no insight on this personally. As you know, I know these guys, but... Where it, this is how it works. You sit down and go, I, I don't know if he's a guy. And having that conversation, it's like, uh-oh. Well, we gave him all this money. How are we going to get out of that? How's that going to not leave a mark? And someone like Les Needs, like, I got it. We'll figure it out. And for those two things to happen at the same time is what you call in the football ways, it's like kismet. It's like that. you need that luck. That's That's luck. That Stafford at that point in time decides, he and his wife, that they're going to, we're, we're out. And at that point in time, it's exactly when the Rams are like, you know what, we're, 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 we want to get out of this long-standing relationship as well. And our boy Smitch of the Rich Eisen Show put this together. You know, McVay and Goff on the left. And they had terrific times. We could find a happy photograph of him and Goff together. But it ain't the one on the right with the Lombardi Trophy cutout confetti coming down. That did not happen in the previous Super Bowl visit. And in order for the one on the right to happen, they had to decide to say goodbye to the one on the left. And then for the one on the right to happen, Stafford had to say goodbye to Detroit. And then what did they do? They won the division. They knocked out Tom Brady, potentially ending his career together, you know, collectively as well. It's obviously a team effort. They got Von Miller for crying out loud and Odell. And everyone knows the narrative. They win the division. After going seven, start seven and four, they fall. They they get out hot. Then they need to finish hot in order to win the division, which they win. Then they have to go on the road because they lost the final game to the 49ers and still winning the division. And in the one road game, they beat Brady. Then they beat the Niners for the first time in six, seven tries, gain the Super Bowl in their home, and win it there with a Stafford-led 15-play drive at the end of Cooper Cup. But, I mean, there's a human element here. And it worked out for the Rams and clearly Matthew Stafford and his family.
You know? Amazing. It's amazing that they made all those moves and everyone expected them to kind of be here. And they did it. And I was there before McVeigh. I've told this story and I'll tell it again here. On that flight home from Seattle after the Rams fired Jeff Fisher and John Fossil, John Bones Fossil, their special teams coach, was the interim coach, and they gave Goff a start, okay, up in Seattle on Thursday night football. And Goff got crushed. And they're like, where, like, I got on that plane because the Rams gave me a ride home, Kara Henderson-Sneed. I've known her since the mid-'90s. We met each other at ESPN. And I'm sitting with her, you know, we – Snuck a little wine on the on the plane, a uh, <clears throat> little red wine on the way home, and you know, it was th- that plane was was not a pl- fun plane ride home, and there wasn't any sense that McVeigh was around the corner and that the Rams would, with that hiring, become a model organization that everybody wants to get them one of McVeigh. They got the first. Bengals got one, made the Super Bowl with theirs, right? Version of it. And there wasn't a single ounce of sense that I could think of that two Super Bowl trips in the next five years were coming, let alone one at home in this beautiful $5.5 billion stadium. There wasn't anybody on that flight that maybe some thought about it or thought, thought it'd be possible, but I sure didn't. Yeah, that was Goff's fifth start. He had started the previous four games. Uh, uh, Fisher got fired after losing 42-14 at home to Atlanta. And then they went up to Seattle. You know, Gurley was calling it a high school offense. Yeah, you know what I mean? To three to it Seattle. was brutal. Yeah. And they made some hard decisions, one of which, thankfully, was keeping less. Yeah. You know? And now they're champs. I mean, it's crazy. Everybody, oh, yeah, it was easy to hire McVay. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was easy to build this thing. No, yeah, it wasn't. McVay comes and Goff makes back-to-back Pro Bowls, and they went to the Super Bowl in 2018. And now Stafford replaces, and they got a ring. There was only one way this season could end for them. Yep. That was it. And that was it. Yep. Trent Tilford coming up.